This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, time for us to check in with Richard Zussman this morning. He joins us, our global news reporter in Victoria. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. Let's start by talking about these numbers. I know, but lots of disappointment, I think, yesterday in hearing that BC now had 71 new cases. What are the people in charge saying about this? Yeah, not a whole lot because they weren't really asked specifically about the jump in numbers, but we can try to figure out exactly why the numbers went out. One of them, obviously, is the outbreak at United Poultry in Vancouver. Uh, that is 28 cases. It's unclear how many days those new cases are spread out over. So that's part of what we've seen there. Okay. The other part of it is uh, there were a few new, three new uh, long-term care home outbreaks, but it didn't seem like a number that was hugely concerning to Dr. Bonnie yeah. Henry in terms of conceding that, you know, maybe we aren't doing as well as we may think we're doing. It seems like it's just sort of part of the um, trend, not trends, because the trends are going down and we've seen a number of days in a row where we're in the 20s and 30s of new cases, but it didn't seem like 70 is that much different than that in her mind. I, I'm not explaining it particularly well. Part of it, though, is I'm trying to guess because nobody asked but, Dr. Henry yesterday specifically why we saw the numbers go up. But I think so that's it's, very it's, telling it, as well, is that they yeah, weren't so focused too. on it or obsessing about that number going up because I right away was like, whoa, 71. But then as I watched yes, the press so conference I. and and I thought, okay, well, they're clearly waiting to see what happens, right? So I guess the next couple of days will tell us uh, where we're at with this thing. But they they were reiterating that message about staying home. Yeah, and I think that's the message continues to be the same at this point. And I think we've spent so much time over the last few days talking about getting back to normal that we may have lost a little bit of the focus on that the fight is still being done now. And that, you know, getting back to normalcy is not until at least the middle of May. And when that happens, it's going to be a very slow, methodical approach to coming back to normal. And the process needs to be continue to stay at home, continue to only leave when you need to get essentials continue to focus on washing your hands another big part of all this yesterday was if you are sick do not go to work do not leave your home in any circumstance part of the reason why we saw this outbreak and one of the things that was most telling for me listening to the press conference yesterday was when they went and did an inspection at united poultry they found a number of people working there who were sick yeah and that is one of those things simi where it just can't happen it needs to be a change in our mindset adrian dick said it yesterday we have to get out of our head this idea of playing hurt of you know i can go to work with some sniffles i can get through this like there are lots of industries where people are still working right now if you are still working don't go in sick and then once we get through this pandemic if you are sick and you get back to work as normal do not go in if you're sick those sort of things lead to the spread of the virus and it needs to get into people's minds that those need to change so that's one of the big things that stood out for me i wonder as well if there's more if employers aren't I don't know, inadvertently putting that pressure on employees. Like if you are still working, if you are considered an essential service, uh, not easy to call in sick and just be replaced, right? And so maybe yeah, they're yeah. all, maybe those workplaces are all feeling that pressure as well. And I think a lot of people feel that all the time, Simi. Oh, you know, yeah. they, they look around at their colleagues and everybody is stressed and everybody is busy. And, you know, for personal reasons, you don't want to put that strain on 
others or or there's a lot of circumstances where people don't have proper sick benefits and so that's a huge factor here that people say well i can't miss a day of work because if i don't show up at work today i won't get paid and if i don't get paid i can't pay for food on the table for my family so i have to go to work and i'm just gonna fight through it you know part of the strategy coming out of this needs to be a government focusing on how to ensure that every employee in the province has proper sick leave because if that's not put in place then we're still going to have people who show up at work sick because it's more valuable valuable to them to get the immediate money than the potential risk of uh, getting uh, passing on a virus to others. Right. And you talked about the United Poultry uh, outbreak that they have there. That plant is in the downtown east side. It's right close it to Oppenheimer is. Park. Yeah. So we're starting to see, you know, obviously some pressures on the downtown east side. And, and Mayor Kennedy Stewart spoke to that yesterday, the concern of the location to Oppenheimer Park. And he also mentioned that uh, Minister Shane Simpson, the provincial minister uh, responsible for social development, but also for putting together a strategy for how the province will deal with the downtown east side and more vulnerable populations in COVID, will be making an announcement potentially as soon as today or tomorrow about what the province's strategy is for the downtown east side, providing supports, help mitigating the spread, but also the long-term plan in terms of protecting the vulnerable populations from, uh, you know, getting uh, contracting one of these viruses while also dealing with the other medical health emergency, which is the ongoing opioid crisis. It's, it is a complex issue, the downtown east side, as you know, you spent a lot of years talking about yeah. it. A lot, you know, any reporter covering Vancouver has. And it's one of those things where we're at a point now where that population is extremely exposed to the potential of COVID-19, still is, even though case numbers are, are steadying out here in British Columbia. And it's going to be really interesting to see what sort of strategies the province has that haven't been tried in the past, because this isn't a new problem. I also want to talk about a couple of different industries as well, deeply impacted by this. Now, you you mentioned that you spoke to uh, the association that represents dentists. Yeah, and and this is an interesting one because uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry mentioned a few days ago on the Global Town Hall when asked a question about massage therapists, chiropractors, and dentists, that they would be part of this first phase. If we get to that point in May where there's no new cases and outbreaks, uh, are under control that we could see industry start coming back, but it's going to be far, far from normal. So the dentists mentioned a few things that they are looking at in very early stages. So if you are going to go in for a cleaning or dental work, all the consultation work that you normally do at the dentist's office with a, a hygienist or a receptionist will all be done over the phone. Mm-hmm. And they are going to try to schedule appointments in a staggered way so that if you're in the waiting room, it's for a very short period of time and they'll try to avoid avoid being in the waiting room entirely. So you walk in, you go directly in to see the dentist, and then what you see in the dentist room will look very different too. Everybody in there will be wearing full personal protective equipment, which is very different than what we've seen in the past. And it's about the dentist ensuring they have that equipment before they can get up and running. And then payments will be done either over the phone or online to, again, minimize the interactions. And you may even see plastic shields between the reception area uh, and, the, and the staff in order to add another layer of protection there. Uh, before uh, we wrap things up, I have to talk one more time about the number of cases that we had. Because even while we were talking, Richard, just you and I this morning, I had about half a dozen emails from people going, what about Easter long weekend? What about Easter yes. long weekend? And so we should address that because I know this came up yesterday as well. Uh, 
the people, there's a definite impression out there that the travel and things that we saw on Easter weekend had contributed directly to that number being 71 yesterday. And it's one of the things that just blew up my Twitter when this yeah. was happening. And it, I, I just wish someone had asked yes. And I'm going to try my best, if you're listening, to get on the phone call today and ask a question. I think people have a misconception about you know, reporters being able to ask questions on that line. That's true. You put your name in a queue. You hope that they call on you. It's a There's like dozens, if not more than a hundred reporters who want to ask. And I've been fortunate to get a lot of questions and haven't for the last few days. So I'm hoping today's my day and I will ask about Easter <laughs> if I have a chance. Okay. But without knowing the exact answers, you know, it's, there is a possibility this had to do with travel at Easter, but it is highly unlikely. Uh, you know, the Health Minister Adrian Dick spoke off the call uh, to my colleague Keith Baldry about this issue, and it didn't seem like they were particularly concerned about uh, this being a reflective of Easter. But there is a possibility, right? It was 10 yeah. days. Yesterday was 10 days after Easter. We know that the period of which people get sick is between about day 5, 6, 7, 8. But... Sometimes the reporting's a bit late. Exactly. And so there is a possibility it has to do with the travel. So I know that people are concerned about it. I know people raised lots of concerns. Dr. Bonnie Henry has said a number of times she wasn't that concerned about what she saw over Easter long weekend in terms of the traffic volumes on the ferries and in other communities. But we'll, we'll hopefully get a better sense today specifically about whether that weekend did have an impact on the numbers. And we'll see again today. If the numbers go back down today substantially, then yesterday was clearly a blip. Right. But if we see numbers again today that are that are high, higher than the 20s and the 30s, then uh, clearly we have an issue there. That's what I thought, too. That's what I told myself yesterday. When I heard the 71, I was like, you know what? Give it one more day, two more days. Let's see what happens. So we'll be talking to you then, Richard. Thanks. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks to me. That is our Richard Zussman, our global news reporter in Victoria. And by the way, he's also going to be doing a story this week uh, about weddings and all the different weddings that have been affected by this whole situation. Cancellations, you know, bookings, all of that stuff being maybe pushed over till next year. Well, what does that mean for next year then when you've got twice as many, you know, couples potentially wanting to get married?